Hello and welcome back to the Cisco UKI podcast, the podcast where we take the acronyms out of tech and we put the fun in. You're tuned in to one of our monthly Tech Talk episodes, a spin-off from our main podcast where we deep dive into an area of technology with some of our favourite Cisco experts. In this month's Tech Talk, we're exploring Thousand Eyes. Can I just say for listeners that obviously don't get the joy of seeing video when we record the podcast, but you actually kind of do look like a member of Five today with the back to front baseball cap on and I feel like you could actually pass for a, a member of Five to be honest, Chris. Well, you never know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, they're probably tribute all about acts. my age. Maybe there's a tribute yeah, act in the way to yeah. yeah, I'd like to see them slammed under the funk now though because I'll have 80 knee backs. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for joining Rosie and I on the Cisco UKI podcast for our monthly tech talk. And I will let you introduce really what our topic of today is. So we always start our tech talks with a bit of a sort of fast, super fast, quick fire round of introductions. So think mastermind sort of idea. So we will start with, tell me your name. Hi, I'm Chris Walters. I'm the uh, uh, PSS aligned to Scotland and Ireland at Thousand Eyes. And what is your area of expertise at Cisco? So I'm in the Thousand Eyes business unit. So I came across with the acquisition, was here two years before and uh, into my fifth year. Brilliant. What is a piece of technology you could not live without, Chris? Be my phone, without a doubt. It's a popular answer, to be honest. And what is a fun fact about Chris Walters that our listeners might want to know? I don't know if I should admit this. I know Rosie's seen it, and I'm not sure if she shared it with you, but back in uh, 2005, I was on a programme called Neighbours from Hell. Now, you'd be glad to know I wasn't the neighbour from hell. However, uh, it was about the pop group Five, and I did imitate one of their dances on ITV. So um, if you go onto YouTube, search Neighbours from Hell from Five, go to four minutes, 12. I may have watched it once or twice. And watch it for a I minute. I you're so, so precise. <laughs> you'll, you'll, see, you'll see that uh, a minute of uh, gold dust, which uh, a number of my colleagues enjoy. And in one of my previous roles, I was actually made to reenact. <laughs> so what, you, you had have to make you do Five, the boy band. And they used to live near near us, um, and uh, ITV picked up on it and wanted to interview us about it. So we had the interview, and then someone said, can, can any of you do their dance? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And this is like my five minutes of fame. So, yeah, so I did it. I had a crowd watching me. They videoed it. The two guys I was with were howling with laughter, and it's been haunting me ever since. <laughs> oh, listen, I got yeah. all five recently. I was going to <laughs> say they're back the down the road. Yeah. yeah. They still do all the dance moves. It's, it was quite impressive, to be fair. All of those yeah. 90s bands are all clinging on for dear life, aren't they, now? So. They all need a payday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't as quick fire as normal, but we appreciate it all the same, Chris. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, so kick us off then. So tell us, in simple terms, so Tech Talks, the whole idea behind this podcast is we break down an area of technology that might seem quite complicated, but we just try and make it as simple as possible for our listeners. So we always try and avoid acronyms if possible, um, or if you're using an acronym, just try and explain it to us. But tell us, what what exactly is a thousand eyes? 
So Thousand Eyes, if you pitch that, you know, in, in its most simplest terms, if, you, if you're a company that's using your wide area network, you effectively you're accessing your applications that are in your own data center and either via VPN or to the office, you're connecting your users to those applications um, directly. And that's all great. If anything goes wrong, you can see the entire path and you can, you can figure out where the problem is, resolve it. Um, whereas if you move those workloads, like tons of companies are at the moment, to the data center um, and move that data center to the cloud, you become, uh, you know, if, if you need to start troubleshooting there, where, where do you even start? If you're consuming the internet to deliver or consume business critical services and something breaks, where do you start to look? You know, if you consuming SaaS, which is hosted in AWS or Azure or another data center somewhere in the cloud, and something breaks and your users can't office, uh, access, say, Microsoft 365, then again, where do you start to look? And then with the conception of hybrid working, you know, COVID really drove that and everyone suddenly overnight started to see the benefits that they could from, from hybrid working, the cost savings, the work-life balance changing, et cetera. But when things go wrong, your users are left unproductive or you know they think it's a bigger picture, but it could be their home environment. So the simplest way to explain uh, Thousand Eyes is that we then inject that visibility as if it's your own wide area network back into that environment. So if anything goes wrong, you're able to see where the services are being consumed across your own network, across home networks, local broadbands, out across the internet, showing you every single hop along that journey and into the backbone of your cloud providers into Azure, AWS, Google Cloud Platform, Alibaba, whatever it happens to be. And then we map out their environments as well. So we give you then the ability to share that and provide that to whichever supplier is having the issue to say, we know that you're having an issue and it's affecting our services. We need you to get that resolved or be detected when there's an issue that you're supplying to your customers. Now think online banking. If you can't access your online banking portal and can't access your money to do a business critical uh, transaction, maybe you know, transfer some money to someone, pay a mortgage, pay a bill, um, there's brand damage, there's regulatory fines, there's customer churn. So they really need to understand how um, their customers are accessing their services. And if anything breaks, they're detected really quickly. They get to the meantime of uh, identification really quickly as well, because they can see the full end-to-end -end delivery path and then can start on the right resolution to get that resolved. Now, that may be you know, navigating around the, uh, the effective issue, changing providers, or actually going to, you know, to a fix that they can see. But the core piece of that there is keeping services up and running, reliable, and if they break, fixing them really, really quickly. A bit longer yeah, than thank you. <laughs> no, I was going to say just you brought up quickly there about how hybrid working has kind of changed the landscape of um, how IT teams are having to manage their infrastructure. So, you know, for the benefit of the listeners, how does that help in terms of, you know, saving the IT team time if they've got like hybrid workers who are maybe not on like the businesses um providers um and so like they're maybe using different ones at home internet providers and so like how does that kind of feed into what you can use thousand eyes for yeah exactly so you know one of the uh, components of thousand eyes is obviously uh making sure that remote workers remain productive and that there's issues then we're able to pinpoint exactly where those are so it could be because you know it's not just um, 
you know, workers that are working from home, the next week all the kids are going to be off. Uh, they'll be streaming. They'll be playing Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it happens to be. So we look at the home environment. So a user will have one of our vantage points on their device. It's it's running in the background. It's hidden. It's very small form factor. It doesn't use up tons of CPU memory, etc. So it's very um, and it's very infosec friendly. So it's running in the background, and it'll be just be looking at the home environment. So what's the throughput on the Wi-Fi like? What's the router strength like? What's the um, congestion like? And then whatever services they're trying to access, say if it's Office 365, you, you're going through to um, your email, will look out across their local broadband, across the internet, and into the backbone of Azure to where they're accessing that service. If there's an issue along the way, then IT will be able to come in and they'll be able to uh, look into what's happening. Now, they're not looking at websites that they're looking at. They're not looking at anything else other than raw data of what's the connectivity like, what's the issue. It may be that they're too, sitting too far from the router. It may be that they are, you know, everyone's streaming it and the throughput's really small. Um, but it gives you the ability to be able to troubleshoot to increase performance. And this is critically important when you may be looking at maybe your top 15 execs and making sure that they've got a really good WebEx um, uh, session that the uh, the data is the right way that it should be and it's all getting through as it should do. So, you know, we've done some analysis and um, we actually commissioned Forrester to run a total economic impact of our end user monitoring solution um, and the finding out across five organizations that really you know utilize the solution in its uh, in mass to you know it's not just testing maybe 10 20 remote users they're looking at thousands you know, the return on investment was i think 173 percent um the payback period was under six months Productivity, I think, had increased by 50%. This was a boost for the IT ops and the net ops teams. Um, hourly productivity for non-customer facing employees had gone up by 6.9%. Uh, and there was a reduction of between 50 to 80% mean time to identification for P1 and P2 incidents that impacted remote workers. So you know, if anyone wants a copy of that, they can come to me, they can come to any of my colleagues because it's a really good report when it comes to, okay, how are you know, the benefits and value of keeping those workers productive um, and you know, their services up and running, and when they're not being able to have the visibility to, to troubleshoot it. Otherwise, you know, it's, I'll turn your router on and off again, move closer, or it might be your home broadband, you know, phone Sky, BT, Virgin, whoever it might happen to be. So it certainly streamlined that process. I think in terms of giving an example, like we've spoke about actually this example on the podcast before, Rosie, where you've had this. And I think just to put it into context, it's quite a nice story to tell of you were having issues with your WebEx one day, couldn't understand what was going wrong with the connection. And and then you were able to dig in via Thousand Eyes or one of our SEs were and figure out that it was actually your internet, your home internet provider that was causing the issue. Yeah, it was, and yeah. it was nothing to, to do with WebEx. <laughs> but then so, that's exactly, that's like, it goes to all your different applications. But yeah, I mean that, you know, I could go to BT and say, listen, like this is, you know, your issue, please can you fix it? And it was like sorted, I think, because um, it wasn't just me affected, obviously it was everyone who was on this certain internet provider. And then it was sorted within the hour once we managed to identify it. So, you I'm know. Just like, 
you imagine if you hadn't known that you would have ended up raising cases within IT internally at Cisco or raising a case with WebEx to say something's wrong and wait I had <laughs> you know what and like you talk about productivity and return on investment but if you were doing that you're then taking up IT's time to look into something that's not even our problem and it just yeah I think it's just like a really good example to share I have a, a question on that then, Chris, for you is, as someone who is not technically minded, as I always say on this podcast, so obviously an organisation signs up to thousand eyes. Let's take a bank, for example, and they want to be able to have visibility over everything. And then in Rosie's example, it was her internet provider that was causing the issue. But when an organisation signs up to the solution, thousand eyes, a platform, how does it work like in terms of do the other service providers like the internet service providers have to agree to like be monitored almost does that make mm -hmm. sense like yeah yeah no not not at all so so it's worth noting that um i'll explain how we do what we do um first of all so it's, it's through a, a number of vantage points so we've already touched part on the ones that would sit on our devices for end user monitoring um that's called the endpoint vantage point the other two that we have is what we call an enterprise vantage point and a cloud vantage point. Now, the enterprise vantage point would sit in a strategic location. So it would sit in a, uh, a data center, in an office, um, anywhere really that you care about, you know, monitoring to. And um, you know, the form factor is really low. It sits, obviously, it's integrated across the Cisco portfolio, but you could use a NUC, you could use a Raspberry Pi if you wanted to. <clears throat> and this the vantage point for this is actually it monitors from the inside out. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're going to see what's happening within your own network. So we're going to be monitoring from the location all of the various hops that it comes to um, before it breaks out onto the internet. The cloud agents, there's 400 plus of them, and they're in all major points of presence across the globe. They're in AWS, Azure, Google Cloud Platform. Alibaba, and they monitor from the outside in. So this is your customer kind of perspective, if you would, um, to the enterprise agent. When you get them monitoring from the outside or the inside and they connect, you have full end-to-end -end visibility across every hop that that uh, takes. Now, what we're doing is imitating a user journey. So it's not we're not looking at data. <clears throat> we're not looking at anything within the actual packets themselves. We are purely like sending synthetic data. So it's just imitating that user journey. So when InfoSec come and say, hey, <clears throat> what are you doing? What are you looking at within, you know, the the, uh, the monitoring that you're doing is purely synthetic. So we're InfoSec's best friend because we're not actually, you know, looking at any data. Yes, there's going to be some firewall rules and things like that from the inside out monitoring. But anybody straight away can set up a proof of concept really lightweight. There's a trial on the website. Um, and if you come to us, we can open up more of the platform for you. But effectively, within a minute, you can start receiving data. And the reason it's a minute is because our test intervals are uh, the lowest is at a minute. But you can set a test to a particular target. And within a minute, you can start getting data. So um, if we look at things like the Facebook outage, the WhatsApp outage, as thousand eyes, we monitor those URLs facebook.com whatsapp.com whatever it happens to be any public facing outages uh, uh services or urls and then if anything happens we'll take that we'll be able to you know we're authoritative source for um like media outlets and so forth when they come to us they said hey uh, thousand eyes 
you know, you guys can see across all of the internet what's happening. And then you know, DNS issues, whatever it happens to be, we're able to tell them exactly you know, what the issue is and, and, and what it's affecting. And we do that for Microsoft. We do it for AWS. Um, no, so I was going to say, like, a lot of our customers love the Thousand Eyes blog because you do, like, kind of a full breakdown, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. On, and, and every outage that we catch, we will do a, a full write-up and we'll continue monitoring it and we'll we'll say, you know, what that is. And it's, you know, sometimes it can affect, um, you know, different services, AWS. It may be a BGP issue. You know, we've seen and caught data when there's an issue with Google where the traffic went from Nigeria to uh, Russia and terminated in China. You know, those are three countries you don't want your data to be going to, your emails, your, you know, your G file, Gmail files or what have you, you know, but uh, we were able to do that. And again, you know, when we're talking about security, making sure, you know, when we're talking um, around the, you know, the, the way and areas that your data goes to, GDPR, you know, you want to make sure that your data is sticking within a certain region. If it's bouncing out to China or if it's bouncing out to Russia, you've got a problem. You need to be detected about that and know as soon as that happens. And obviously that's where we come in. No, exactly. And I think probably, you know, a lot of people will think because Cisco has acquired it that it's maybe can, you know, Thousand Eyes can only run on Cisco, but it's technically vendor agnostic, isn't it? It runs on all different types of networks. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the network is, it is wherever the, the data goes, we'll report back on the, you know, the path and, what networks that's taking and if you're rooted suboptimally across the globe or you, know, you should be going to AWS in Dublin yet you're going to New York then we'll tell you why and we'll highlight that so you can go to the provider in what we call a snapshot we can share it with them and collaborate to to get uh, things resolved but um, when it comes to hosting some of the agents as well yeah absolutely we we are agnostic um, unfortunately and not yet all of our customers aren't Cisco but you know, so we have to have support for for other devices, and and really that's just down to the compute, making sure that the compute is there to to be able to run the agent. And in terms of like competitive landscape for Thousand Eyes, is there other solutions out there on the market like what you do? Or are we quite unique in that sense? Yeah, no, there's I mean th there's competitors out there which will do components of what we do. You know, endpoint monitoring, end user experience. There's a few out there, that, you know, but they won't do the network side. There's another uh, few which may do the internal monitoring, and there's some that will have a go at doing the external monitoring, but Thousand Eyes is really the only organization that will pull all of that together and present it in a single pane of glass for you to be able to correlate through the various network layers um, to pinpoint where there's an issue. And and just going back to like the acquisition that we spoke about, why would you say, why did it make sense for Thousand Eyes to kind of come into the Cisco family, as it were? I think it was kind of like a natural progression from, from AppDynamics. You know, you have Cisco had the application performance monitoring with Intersight and IWO, you had the infrastructure piece, but there was a huge component missing with everyone moving to the cloud, with everyone you know, consuming SaaS and so forth. And that was that visibility that we spoke about at the start with the internet. Um, a thousand eyes some people say a thousand eyes owns the internet we don't own it in that perspective but we provide we can see all the way across it we have a solution called internet insights which will give you live data of what providers are having outages and historical information around who's having outages and it's that value that we delivered that no no one else can deliver that value or that insight so system uh, cisco was a customer 
monitoring their own wide area network and um, some of the solutions like you know, WebEx to start with. And then we were working with that dynamics as well in regards to various integrations. So it was just very natural. Um, and it just it just you know, came through. I mean, I remember, I'll always remember it. It was a day in May back in 2020. We all got called to uh, to a call and it was announced and it was it, it just seemed it just seemed like it was meant to be. <clears throat> oh, great. Rosie, sorry, I thought you were going to ask a question there. No, I was, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, obviously, sometimes you can't name names, but in terms of, you know, what's kind of been your favourite project to work on within Thousand Eyes? Is there something that jumps out or one that you've heard about that you think, well, that was definitely a cool use case? Um, I, well, I guess for me, you know, I've been here quite a while now and I've grown with the organisation. So to start with, it was EMEA. So I got to travel across Amir and we were really you know, making sure that some of the service providers and, and some of the largest companies in the world were getting the visibility that, that we delivered. And then it was kind of more localized across the UK and Ireland. And um, again, it went from, especially when COVID hit, from monitoring offices and, and that side of things into remote working. So we saw that transition. And then as we've gone into uh, Cisco, then it's just seeing how we can assure the various projects which um, you know Cisco has. So you know we'll look at intent-based networks. We'll look at SD WAN, and you know we're seeing a lot of customers now that are deploying um, Meraki and Vitella SD WAN, looking at us for benchmarking performance of you know, what they've got currently, and then we're going on a journey with them to help deploy and then provide ongoing monitoring of overlay and underlay networks, and just making sure that all of the reasons that they're deploying SD-WAN, that they're getting the, the benefits that they want. And it's just, it adds a layer of assurance, like with, with WebEx, you know, we're going into this and, um, you know, we know the benefits and the performance of WebEx, but we're we're an insurance policy. We're, we're an assurance as well, that when things go wrong and Cisco, are saying everything's green from our side and you're looking at your network <clears throat> on this side and everything's okay there's a huge piece in the middle called the internet which there must be something wrong so we're giving you that visibility that you'll own to say right because see the providers having issues and just getting it resolved and then we've got integrations into meraki coming on the security side we're already in um cat 9ks cat 8000s you know within the dna advantage and premier um, and things are just going from strength to strength. You know, we look at our product roadmap around where we're going and it's strong. You know, we are going to be integrated all the way across Cisco um, in the next year or so. And, and, and that's really exciting as well. You know, it's an exciting um, time for us to be in here. And we have some really, you know, uh, uh, I guess, big goals of where we need to be as an organization as well by 2026. And we're absolutely on that path. If yeah. there's a customer out there that's utilizing cloud, internet, SaaS, or has hybrid workers, then they either need to be talking to Thousand Eyes or they are a Thousand Eyes customer. That actually leads on to what my next question was going to be. So this this podcast goes out externally, but we also have a lot of internal Cisco listeners. So if you are an organization listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if Thousand Eyes is for me or not, 
or you're an account manager, for example, in Cisco, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if Thousand Eyes fits my customers or not. What are the kind of key things that would make a customer a great customer for Thousand Eyes? Yeah, that's a that is a good question. So I've obviously just covered off the the kind of like fundamental use cases for for what we're looking at. But you know, if, if there's if there's challenges, if there's if there's issues that they're experiencing, you know, from a from a customer perspective, where they you know they don't have any visibility, they're they're you know maybe under pressure to deliver insight into third party services. You know, maybe your executives are breathing down your neck. Maybe they, you know when things go wrong, then people are saying, well, is it the network? Is it the application? You know, where do we escalate this to? Um, response times are low, is it Wi-Fi? It, some of these times you have costly war rooms, you have um, finger pointing, um, the blame game, et cetera. So we really wanna be able to provide you to be able to detect when there's an issue before your users start um, raising troubleshooting tickets, before um, customers start coming to Twitter um, and, you know, allow you to proactively communicate to them. Hey, we know there's an issue, and we're actively, you know, resolving it now. We'll keep you updated. It just switches that whole kind of mindset because you're able to then, you know, be more proactive rather than reactive or find out there's an issue when your customers are telling you. You can actually tell them that we already know. And what we also have is mean time to innocence. And if anyone wants one of our t-shirts, says go ahead, blame the network. The reason it says that is because the network is always the first place where a finger is pointed because it's responsible for the digital experience. But uh, meantime to innocence is coined because it might not be the network. And if you can see, we give you the tools to be able to see all the way across your ecosystem, end to end network and everything's okay, then you can actually drill down and say, actually, no, we can see it's an application issue. What allows you to that to do then is the right team to start working on the right resolution, um, ultimately fixing that that issue quicker. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's actually quite an interesting way to look at it as well from a return on investment perspective, like how you said that you can actually implement it on your network that you're looking to upgrade so that you know that, you know, that's where we started. This is where we've ended up time to resolution less tickets raised because you are being more proactive so i never actually thought of it like that but that's you know a great way for businesses to look at it as well i think yeah yeah absolutely um you know we and we see more and more businesses looking at it like that um you know because it it does it, it, it's kind of organic the way that it, it, it grows it's not just what we aren't is a point solution so we won't just be looking at a single thing as you start deploying more uh services maybe it's um umbrella maybe you're looking at various proxies you were you've got your remote working you, you're moving to cloud you're always you know, you'll always be consuming the internet um yeah we can help we can help with that we can help with it, your sd1 side of things whether it's customer digital experience employee digital experience or strategic one initiatives then as you make those moves to there then we've got you we've got you covered and I take it, is it a solution for all sizes of businesses or are we looking at enterprise size or do small businesses implement Thousand Eyes too? Yeah, we've, we've got a, a real mixture. Um, you know, obviously global uh, enterprises that are consuming global networks and so forth will you know, benefit from what Thousand Eyes does. But, you know, smaller companies also have a reliance on networks. They're also moving to the cloud. They're also going to consume the internet. 
it's just maybe a smaller footprint of thousand eyes that they may look to and, and pretty much everyone's got remote workers now um, across public sector commercial and enterprise um you know in the economic study it does tell you that you know, hybrid work now is is it's here to stay it's not going to change because of all the benefits and the savings that organizations have seen there'll always be companies that require their users to go into the office or go to a particular location but being able to monitor them when they're remote when they're you know on a journey whether they're you know working from home you know it doesn't matter where they are or what services they're consuming um thousand eyes will be able to deliver that insight so if you're moving to the cloud if you're consuming SaaS, if you're consuming the internet you got hybrid workers you you will be or, or primed to be a, a thousand eyes customer it's just the size yeah because i mean i've definitely seen it within my small customers and you know it's, some of them will have managed it services they maybe have a managed data center they've got the like you know their internet providers and sometimes it becomes a, a pointing game oh no that's not us that's them or that's not us that's your managed service piece and so actually thousand eyes has enabled them to be able to cut down that time to resolution and be like nope we know it's exactly that's the breaking point and so it saves them time especially when you've got a leaner it time uh, team sorry so yeah everyone from big to small yeah absolutely you know so problem durations bridge call attendance uh, ticket time closure provider meetings you know, there's, there's benefits across across all of them um and there's probably some out there that we haven't thought of or we've seen you know, on a, a weekly basis we're seeing new use cases we're seeing people using intuitive ways for um thousand eyes to you know to benefit them um and and we're deploying the cloud agents in you know, new locations all the time because there's companies which are requiring visibility from certain locations so it's something that you know we're obviously a subscription solution um and you know but that subscription will always include the feature enhancements the benefits all of the new intuitive solutions that we're we're rolling out within the platform and what's really key i guess with thousand eyes as well is that we from just a small url we give you you can take that url you can authorize a share and then you can give it to whoever you want to do. So this is what, when we demonstrate the, the solution, this is what we'll run through um, of particular issues that we've caught, maybe relevant to the customer. Um, we will take that and allow us to share it with whoever it is so you can collaborate and work through particular issues. Um, and then not everyone's going to be a Thousand Eyes expert. So built into the platform is level three engineering, CTIE or equivalent uh, engineer support someone that will own your case it's follow the sun it's three uh, 24 7 365 but you're not triaged you're not passed from pillar to post they will own your case if there's an issue they will join calls with you with providers to explain what issues are and they'll help you set up and configure you know the uh, the solution so that it's optimized for you so you know, it's not just a case of you know here's thousand eyes um with a bit of service to set it up and off you go we're always with you we're in we're with you you know all the way through your subscription journey uh, and beyond and there's a ton of resources which will obviously back our customers up brilliant that's great i cheated a wee bit and i added an extra minute onto the timer but look at that chris that is that is pretty good going in terms of the 30 minutes so yeah thank you very much for answering all of our questions thanks for giving us a great deep dive into thousand eyes i think lots of people will take something away from it um, and it seems to me like it can benefit so many businesses nowadays in this global way of hybrid working. So yeah, thanks again. Rosie, anything else you'd like to say? 
No, thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming on. We always appreciate new faces. So thanks for being a good sport. Anytime. Glad to have helped. And um, yeah, look forward to receiving my headphones. <laughs> 